Hi guys, it's Naya here. And Tuli. And welcome back to another episode of Rant Much, a podcast for black girls that talk too much. So this week, before we jump into our topic, as always, the question of the week, you asked your mom a really great question actually last week of like, yeah. was it the color or the episode of your life? The chapter of your the life? The chapter, definitely the chapter. First of all, I am so the excited. The chapter of your life. I'm so excited to be back. It has been a minute, okay, since I've been behind Ooh, baby. this mic. I wanted to be like, hey, guys, did you miss me as much <laughs> as I missed you? Like, how because you doing? I missed you guys so much. I missed being <laughs> behind this mic. I was 15 minutes early to, you know, set up and record this morning. By the way, we've changed our recording time. Yeah, so she it was. Is, it is 6 a.m. in South Africa. It is midnight in Michigan. Because, Amen. as, as you guys might know, I've moved. <laughs> So I don't live at Ooh. home anymore where there's quiet, peace and quiet um, when I need <laughs> it. I live in a very loud apartment block, so I've had to find a time yeah. that is quiet. And even now, I can hear somebody's alarm going off. I'm probably my neighbor, and I can I can hear it wow. in my wow. apartment. So, yeah. Oh, that's as bad as my apartment. Like, you can hear everything with us. Yeah. Like, our, our walls are paper thin. It's really annoying. Yeah, it's terrible. So I had no idea that this is what you guys go through who live alone or live <laughs> on your own. Um, I'm used to the peace and quiet, but it's okay. I'm grateful and I'm okay with that. Um, but I'm going to tell you about my chapter because I, I actually yeah. thought about this question yesterday. Oh my God. Tell me about okay. you. She thought it out, guys. I did. I did. <laughs> it's been a while, so I've prepared. I've got notes. <laughs> Y'all, I am not as prepared. I did miss the mic, and I have missed y'all. I'm going to say, like, last week I listened to this episode and loved it. Like, But I was like, okay, next week, what else are we talking about? I don't know. I just wasn't thinking, like, talking point. I don't know. I wasn't, like, a whole excited mess. Tilly's going to, like, kill it right Naya now. Naya doesn't love I'm you guys so as much as I do. That's exactly what she's <laughs> trying to tell you right now. She just she doesn't feel guys, you guys look. as much as I do. Um, and, I do love you. I really do love you. Okay. I'm just so tired. <laughs> that's why Mary had a little lamp, and that's that's the hot take, y'all. Sorry, <laughs> but no, uh, I really did miss you guys. But you know, life happens. A little tired out here. Um, yeah. Okay, tools. So, what is your chapter called? Since you've got it all planned out. Since I've thought it all out and I already have my, my notes over here, <laughs> I'm shaking. Um, little bit of a story time. Um, last week, I went grocery shopping for the first time. Okay. Um, and I was looking to buy just like a little bit of items here and there because mm-hmm. I actually don't have money and I'm very broke. <laughs> so I decide, oh, let me get a box of wine because getting bottles of wine is just going to be super expensive. So let me get like a nice three liter box of wine and just pace myself through that it's a lot yeah. cheaper so sense. i get to the wild iron and i'm looking for white wine preferably savion blanc so i'm like there's no savion blanc there's no chenin blanc there's only um chardonnay okay and my initial thought is i walk past it and i'm like i don't like chardonnay and <laughs> 
I stopped myself and I said, but why don't you like Chardonnay? Hmm. And I remembered my ex-best friend and roommate hated Chardonnay. She could not stand Chardonnay. So we never bought Chardonnay when we lived together. Why? And I I have no idea. I have no idea. And because, yeah. And because a lot of my choices were built around her, around the concept of us besties together, doing life together. I had lost the sound of my own voice. I had lost hearing the sound of my own voice. Mm. I didn't understand what truly wanted, what I felt like eating that day. Um, I, I just lost all of that. I lost all kind of like, I, I lost the ability to recognize what Tuli wanted and what she felt like eating and what she, and it's something so small to somebody else, but like that's huge actually for the past two years of being on my own. When I say on my own, I mean without my best friend. Yeah. Um, I have learned to hear my own voice mm. and learned to say that I didn't eat this thing or drink this thing for two years of my life because apparently I didn't like it. I just convinced myself that because she didn't like it, I didn't like it either. Yeah. And so yeah, I this chapter of my life I would call it I actually like Chardonnay <laughs> because <laughs> I'm 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 finding out all these things about myself. I'm finding out who I am in this phase of my life. And as tough as it is, Naya, as hard as it is to be on my own, um I'm learning so much about myself and I needed I needed to to meet this version of Tuli before I get to the version of Tuli who lives with a partner yeah. or who's engaged or who's married or, you know, has an immediate community in her life and in her space. So, yeah, I'm really learning and enjoying to learn and, and enjoying to love myself, my voice, to hear it, to honor my voice, to give my voice space to live and to command. So, yeah. I eat what I want for dinner. I'm not cooking for anybody else. <laughs> I don't have to think of what my roommate wants and what she feels like. Yeah. Um, I don't have to think about anybody else but me um, in this space, particularly. So yeah, that's that's my chapter. I actually like Chardonnay. What about you? <laughs> um, that definitely resonated with me. And I'm so glad that you're finding your voice again. And finding which, I mean, like, your voice very easily is, like, what you like and what you dislike. And what's more you and what's not you. Um, yeah. And I definitely resonate with that because I'm definitely on the flip side of it, I think. That's definitely where I'm at. I think my chapter would be called... Um, you know your voice um I think for sure um because I yeah. think a lot lately I've I've relied on my friends to like validate my choices even in like mm. minute ways um and it's great because I finally have this group of people like a ton of groups like my group is pretty big um I have some very solid friends a lot of solid friends who some I've yeah. known my whole life and some like have come along on the journey but they're all extremely solid people like I could never see us falling out because there's just nothing it's nothing that deep where we could fall out over anything we've always been able to talk out through everything um and I genuinely would not be the person I am today without any like any and all of them right um Mm. but at times their filters when they give me their opinions 
I know what their flaws are. Like, I know what their deficits are. Mm-hmm. When you become really close with somebody, you know that, right? You know their insecurities. Mm-hmm. You know what they're good at, what they're not good at. Um, their dating history, all that stuff, right? And so I think what was hard for me is to, and still is hard for me, is learning that their opinions do matter in my life. And they're great, but there's a time and a place for my friends' opinions. And there's definitely more of a time to validate your own opinions. And I think it's crazy because it's actually my mom who will listen to what I have to say here lately. And I just expect her to do the mom thing where you come in and like, fix everything right like that's what moms fix do. it They're, they come in and they fix <laughs> your life on. that's what they do they tell you you yeah. shouldn't do that you should do this and my mom has become really good at this thing of like you're in your 20s dude i can't tell you what to do you're gonna do what you yeah. want to do and it at times it bothers me and then there's this beauty of it is like no but she's right she's literally yeah. has said to me like you've been on this earth for 22 years you know what you like you know what you, you know don't what like. You want. Like you know what you want. Just follow your gut. Like if you know that this isn't mm. what you want, say that and own that mm. and be honest with yourself about that and love that about yourself that you're able to do that. Like you are so yeah. strong-willed and strong-minded. You know this. So use that when even you're afraid of that. So I think that's definitely where I'm at right now in this season of my life is learning to trust my voice. And it's crazy because like I guess I might put like what is that like a semicolon and put like um she's more worthy than you think might be even the sub part of that for me um of my chapter as well so that's where i'm at i feel like that's that's like very like somber even though i'm not somber (laughs) but it's honest and it's where i'm at i don't know yeah, I feel like it was definitely, and it all on definitely a somber note. But uh, <laughs> that's just where I'm at right now. Very whole, very, I don't know, like a nut. I know that doesn't make sense. But like, you know how nuts are like hollow? <laughs> and it's like, if you hit it against something, like that might be also symbolism of my severness. But you know, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's okay though. I think what I'm learning right now is to lean into the season I think I spend yeah. a lot of time hoping and wishing things away that I don't actually yes. oh my I don't gosh. actually spend time in the somberness of my life. I don't spend time in the sadness of my life, in the growing pains. Yeah. And I'm I'm oof, the growing pains right now. They suck. Guys, I can't even begin to tell you how uncomfortable this period of my life is, but I'm leaning into it. I'm crying yeah. about it. Yes. I'm sad about it and I'm allowing myself to be in that space. Um, but yeah, anyways, let's get into the topic of the day. <laughs> As y'all Guys, can we see, got so serious. I know it got so serious <laughs> so quickly, but, uh, obviously, as you guys can see by the title of this episode, we are talking about hair. I am not my hair. And if you do not know that song, we cannot be friends. Oh, you okay, girl. Okay. 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 With the, okay with the Come vocals. On, okay. Vocals. <laughs> um, come on India we know you we love you love her love her love that song and I think it changed a lot <laughs> for all of us I mean I was in primary yeah. school or high school when it came out and uh, I don't think there was a black girl around the world who could not relate to that relate but particularly yes. as performers is the is the vantage point that we're coming from because 
Ja. <laughs> so Naya. That's just it's so loaded. It's so loaded. It is so loaded. But maybe we should begin with like what our hair stories have been. Naya, what has your hair story been? So I think my hair story is is unique in the fact that like a lot of black girls have a story of like when they were younger, their mom used to, you know, press or press and straighten and relax their hair and all this other stuff. And my mom was very strategic about the fact she did not want to put chemicals in my mm. hair. She felt like she needed chemicals in her hair, but she didn't want to do that for me. Um, so in for all intents and purposes, I've been natural my whole yeah. life, right? So I've, I've never had chemicals. So technically I've, I've been natural by, by default. Yeah. Um, even technically a pressing cone is just you straightening out your curls. It's not necessarily like you altering your hair yeah. curl. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, so I never had a relaxer. So I'm, I'm unique in that sense. Maybe You've I'm never had relaxed? For most stories. You've like, never relaxed your hair your whole life? I've never had a relaxer. I've never had any Hectic. chemicals my whole life except for uh, color. Mm. Except for color. That's the only chemicals I've ever had in my hair. Um, so when I was younger, I just remember being envious of all the white girls in my class. I grew up in the suburbs, so I was just so envious of the fact that they had this long hair. Mm. And so the closest thing I could get to that was once a year. It was always like Easter time where my mom might straighten out my hair. And that wasn't until I was, I was older. Yeah. And in like elementary school, my mom would blow dry my hair and then like do the twist and like the bobbles yeah. at the end of my hair yeah. type thing. That always got messed up by the end of the day because, you know, you sweat that mess out. You've been running on the playground. <laughs> it's over. You got, you, I randomly would get wood chips in my hair, y'all. Like, I could never. Tracy Pearson was always looking at me like, how did you get this messy? I did not leave you this way. What has yeah. happened? I just didn't, I didn't care. It was a mess. And so um, I went through this phase during like middle school and early high school as well, where I just wanted my hair to be straight all the mm. time. Like I wanted to try different styles. I did a few like braiding experiences when I was younger, but it was mostly like my cousins, like, you know, just braiding your natural hair. It wasn't like you added hair to it. It was just like the cute hair ponytails that were like in the nineties and early two thousands. I mean, I looked cute. I was really adorable, <laughs> but it was just like, I don't know. I never wanted to do braids after that for some reason. I was going through a phase and I went through like, uh, bangs like phase. And at one point I was going to a beauty school that my aunt was going to, um, and in beauty schools, it's, it's touch or go. Like it really is touch or go. You can get a really good student who's like, Oh, I just want to experiment on black girl's hair. Or you can get somebody who actually knows what they're doing. So in the beauty school that my aunt was working at, they didn't use pressing combs. And anyone who knows black people's hair, you need a freaking pressing mm. comb, okay? It, it's just not the same. So rather than doing a pressing comb, she had told my mom that she would use a flat iron on the highest heat sure. level, and it would still get my hair straight just the same way. Yeah. Fun fact, it did sure. not. It, it doesn't work like that. And so, and I'm sure if you're a hairdresser and you're listening to this, you're probably cringing in your seat right now. Like, what the heck were they thinking? Anyone who knows me knows I have really thick hair. I, I came out the womb with hair. Me and all my siblings mm. came out with hair. My hair has always been mm. thick. I've always had a lot of this shit, okay? So that's the frustrating part. Is like, not only is it thick, I got a lot of freaking mm. hair, y'all. Like, it takes hours to do this mm. shit. It's really annoying at times. Um, and so after I was getting uh, pressed out at this hair school, eventually it just caused heat damage. Like, at first it was like, oh, she just needs her ends trimmed. Disappointment. The next thing you know, it's like every appointment. Yeah. And I got split ends up my hair. And after a while, it like, I want to say it was towards the beginning of high school. I was just like, somewhere in there, I'd also switch hairdressers. But 
I started high school and was just like, I'm going natural because I'm sick of my hair being unhealthy. Mm. And I started making the transition. And at first it was like my mom would do braid outs and uh, she would do like twist outs and they look nothing like, nothing like what my hair looks like now because your hair is reverting back to its natural curl pattern. It's been, it's been straight for so long that it almost has to reteach itself how to be curly again. So like if I sh- like show you old pictures of me like with my like first braid outs or twist outs like I don't even think a twist out worked on my hair because my hair was too straight mm-hmm. at the time. But then when my hair started reverting back, I wore a mohawk one day and it was like huge. It was like a rock star mohawk. Like that was the first time that it felt like my hair was actually like really curly. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was so excited. And what's funny is I can't, I could never do that now. My hair was still a mid transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I kept going, I started getting into this weird phase of being like, um, my hair is so thick that it felt like I was taking like 30 to an hour to like pick it out and to like go through it. And I don't know, like my mom kind of hints to this inside of our episode where she's talking about like, I didn't have the greatest self-confidence as a high schooler. So somewhere it was always like this, this conversation of like, you need to make sure that you look presentable because you need people to like actually find you attractive and like, you know, look put together. Right. And things of that nature. Somehow or another, the conversation always led to, like, boys. Mm-hmm. It always led to, like, well, you know, that cute boy in class, like, he's not going to notice you if, like, you you don't have, you know, you don't look cute, you know, type thing. And somewhere between my low self-confidence and me being very self-conscious of, like, being around people just in general, I, I actually had really intense social anxiety. I didn't even, like eating in the lunchroom because it always just felt like people were looking yeah. at me, even though they, I mean, realistically, they yeah. weren't. I got into this habit of like not doing my hair and like my hair is the type where it needs to be moisturized every day. And I would like throw water in it and maybe pick it out and be like, okay, I'm done. Like (laughs) I'll put like a ponytail, like wrap a a scarf around it and put it into a high puff. But then my hair is like not hydrated. So it's breaking off. Then it's breaking off. And then I'm Mm. self-conscious about the fact that I can't retain my length. And it was like this never ending cycle of me feeling just so uncomfortable with the fact that not only could I not retain the length that I was growing, um, I couldn't ever seem to get it right. Like if at one point my mom was like, well, I feel like you should just straighten your hair Mm -hmm. again, because at least when your hair is straightened, like your hair is mostly moisturized, like you can maintain how moisturized it'll be and then the split ends will stop. But it just kind of felt like, I just, I couldn't figure out. Like, nobody on TV has my hair type. I I can tell you that right now. They don't look like me, and they don't have the tight curls. So, it was like the uncomfortableness of, like, the Yara Shahidis of the world have these loose-ass curl patterns. The Issa Rays of the world Mm. have these really tight curl patterns, and they're dark skin. Mm. And I'm a light-skinned-ass girl with these tight-ass curls, and I don't see a single one of me on the screen. And so it just, it felt very uncomfortable because it was like, okay, but who do I emulate? Like Beyonce has this long ass mixed hair. like, And sometimes she wears weave. So who the heck am I going to like impersonate? And so I remember going overseas and people were like enthralled with my hair and loved my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and even in college that was a weird experience because now I was like on a campus and I kind of had to do my hair myself like before I at least could be like hey mom can you twist my hair tonight or can you braid it up type thing now I had to go 45 minutes away from home for her to do that it just it was a very weird 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 time I still am figuring out I cut off my hair because I was just like so much of my self-confidence is rooted in my hair and my attractiveness and I don't like that. Like, I, anytime my self-confidence and my self-esteem dwindled, it probably had something to do with my hair. And that just didn't make sense to me that something inanimate would have that much power over me. So I just cut it off. And that was my 20th birthday. And I haven't been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> Hectic. Very oh, man. It, I think it just goes to show how much power our hair holds, yep. you know? It's our sex appeal. It's our, it's just everything to us. And I think I've had a similar story in the sense that I've been so attached to my hair, thinking that yeah. that's the thing that makes me attractive. That's the thing that gives me, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it gives me. Maybe it's safety. Maybe Power. it's the protection. For yeah. me, I, I did grow up being the girl, having my hair relaxed. I was really, I've, my hair has been relaxed as long as I can remember. I can't remember myself having hair that was not relaxed. Wow. And I hear stories about how beautiful and thick my hair was. And I grew up with my grandmother. My grandmother raised me. And so mm-hmm. one day my grandmother, because I, I hated the comb, I hated getting my hair done, like getting ready in the morning. Yeah. She was so done with that and she relaxed my hair. She was like, I'm not doing this anymore with you. I, we're just going to make this easy. And mm-hmm. that was the start of the demise of my hair my hair was weak and frail i remember there's this picture of me i can't get out of my head i'm in um i'm in nursery school kindergarten yeah um and it's like a race and i'm standing at the starting line and i'm facing the camera and i literally have patches on my head i've got like four hairs all together if you Uh combine them because my hair is so damaged and just so broken so frail Uh and then i moved to johannesburg to be with my mom and the first thing she does is cut my hair she shaved it off now i'm the chubby girl with no hair i didn't feel attractive growing up i felt so ugly and I mean, I didn't have hair to begin with, but yeah. now you want to take it a step further and take off all the hair that I've got. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting to my new school and the tuck shop line had a girls and a boys line. So I stood in the girls line on my first day and this kid who was much littler than me. I will never forget this because it's so traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Says to me, I'm nine years old, almost 10, I think, nine or 10. And this little boy says to me, you should be in the boys' line. Why are you standing in the girls' line? Oh, God. And I was like, okay, I look like a boy. This, You know kids don't lie. Kids, kids aren't trying to be malicious. No. Kids say what they see, and that's just that. And so I, can relate. I felt ugly my whole life. And, and it, a lot of it has to do with my hair. A lot of it had to do with my appeal, and my, my looks, my face, my body. But... My hair played a huge role in that. And so I grew up looking like a boy most of my life. (laughs) I was not the attractive girl. I didn't feel attractive. And the minute I could put braids in my hair after that haircut, oh, baby, best believe I had had braids damaging my hair, more tension, 
relaxing my hair the moment I could, like the moment it was like it stretched out to one centimeter, I relaxed that shit nice. because that was beautiful, right? Straight hair was beautiful. There was no natural hair wasn't really a thing when I was in 2005 when I was 10. Oh, absolutely not. 2005 so, was not the time for that, okay? Exactly. <laughs> so um, I grew up with just weak hair. My hair was just never great. It was just always average. It never grew past a certain length. It yeah. was relaxed all throughout high school, but I always also always had braids in high school. Okay. Um, always had braids, always had twists, long twists. That was my look. <laughs> Got to varsity, same thing. Always in braids, having my hair out, but stressful because I'm not proud of my hair when I take the braids out. You know, braids have a lifespan. You know, they oh, have yeah. a they have sh- a shelf life. <laughs> you know, uh, six weeks after when it's time to take them out, it's time oh, for you to deal with look your it. hair. They look like it too. Yeah. You can't keep yeah. it in longer. Uh, fast forward to 2018, so the end of my first year at the lab when I was studying uh, theater and performance. Yeah. I'd gone through my first year with this weak, relaxed hair. And at the end of it, in December, on one random day, I'd gone to one of my friends. My, one of my friends had lost his grandmother. Okay. I, lo- I went to her funeral. And after that, when I drove back home, I stopped at the hair salon. And I said to Melody, my, my hairdresser has been doing my hair since I was 12, I said, Melody, where's the barber? I, I can't do this. I shaved my head. I did the big chop, the yeah. biggest chop of my life. But I thought it would liberate me. I thought it would make me feel good about myself. I mm. thought it would make me say, wow, look at your face. You're so beautiful. Mind you, because I've always been a chubby kid. I've always had a round face. And so yeah. hair has hidden all my chins and all my necks <laughs> and all my faces underneath my faces. So now I've, I don't have that security blanket anymore. Yeah. I have no hair. <laughs> and it just opened up a whole can of worms, a whole can of insecurities that I did not know that I had. You know, people's reactions to my short hair also added to that. I remember going to my aunt's house and I went like the day after, two days after the cut. And she was like, oh, you, you, you cut your hair. Interesting. And I'm like, why would you do that? Not right now. Why would you, why would you do that? Why would you, why would you do that? Like when it was just like, it's so fresh. And if you have nothing nice. If you have nothing nice to say about it, don't say anything at all, rather. Amen. Amen. And so I think... Keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself. Keep... Dude. And I think the world met me with so much silence that I was like, huh, this must be bad. I must look terrible. But I went through it, you know. I I let my hair go through the awkward stages. I, I was... I felt so ugly. I look back at pictures of myself now and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. I want my cut back. But when I was there, I was like, I feel ugly. I feel insecure. If you look at all the pictures we took in that year, I'm in the background. I've got a head wrap. I've got a head scarf on my head. And yeah, that was the beginning of me seeing what my hair really looks like. Um, And my hair's very strong. You know, I've got a very strong uh, I guess strands in my hair. Um, I don't know much about hair still, even though I spent three years being natural. I never really like did like the low porosity, high porosity tests and stuff. I just winged it and used YouTube. (laughs) I went crazy. But I found, (laughs) yeah, I found that like 
what I learned in that journey was like my hair was never meant to be flowing down my back and straight and weak and lifeless. My my hair was always meant to defy gravity. Mm-hmm. And that was what I found strength in, was mm-hmm. that my hair was always meant to defy gravity. And so for three years, I was natural. And this year, I decided to go back to the crack, right? <laughs> but in a very healthy way. So I didn't leave the relaxer in for too long. Mm-hmm. I literally just did it to loosen the curl pattern so that it's easier to work with. Like I oh. said in the beginning, like... I'm just not a hair person. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to spend all day on a wash day. Yeah. I, I, it's not really, that's unrelatable content for me. I'm not going to do it. I don't, I can't even twist my hair. You know, two strand twists. I don't know how to do those things. I can, I'll do a plait, like I can plait my hair, but I can't do two strand twists and make them stay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I just, I just, I wasn't given hair fingers. And so I was like, let me do something that's going to be more manageable to me. And then I found that the whole natural hair girl, natural hair trope became something that was now a commodity. I mean, I'm an agent now. So when I read a brief, I know when they're looking for black girls, they want black girls with natural hair because it's now a commodity. It's now... Your black card as a black woman. Yeah, it's in in now. now. And if you don't have natural hair, you know, that's a whole thing. But I decided and realized that I don't owe anybody natural hair. <laughs> I don't owe anybody um, beautiful curls. No. And I, I just don't. I owe myself the convenience I deserve. I love convenience. That's just who I am. And so relaxing my hair this year was probably the best decision I made because it was a decision. The last time and all the times before when we were forced to relax our hair, that wasn't our option. That wasn't no. something we chose. When you choose it, there is a different freedom about it. You know, there is a difference in how you treat your hair and how you perceive yourself because I know my beauty doesn't come from the fact that my hair is a little bit straighter today, that I can actually do a ponytail or a top knot. So, yeah, that's that's me um, and my hair journey. Um, And I think that's what it is. For me, what my hair means to me, it means beauty. It means power. Yeah. I think there's a there's a power in black women being able to say things like, oh, my hair is so thick. I've Ooh. got so much hair. I've never been able to say that. Yeah. I've never been able to say that. Yeah. When I hear you say that, I'm like, man, I wish I could I wish that was my story. I would I wouldn't even undo my braids in front of my friends in varsity because I was like, these girls are gonna clown me for these four hairs on my head. So <laughs> For me, my hair means power. My hair means beauty. What does your hair mean to you? I think for me, um, my hair means struggle. (laughs) Which is so Mm. bad that, like, it it finally grew out. I really did do the big chop, and I I loved my chop. I actually was saying to my mom the other day, I was like, I feel like I need another hair change. And I'm going to do it. Not going to tell you what it's going to be. You all will just see it. Mm. Um, But I don't think it's going to be the chop again just yet. I have this theory that mm. I will do it when I'm pregnant because I don't want to deal with mm. my hair during labor. But <laughs> that's hopefully many, 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 many years from now. We're, we're, we're not even mm. thinking about that. We're just saying hypothetically that's what I'll do. I'm not yeah. even there yet. Um, but I think for me, my hair means strength, means struggle, um, means history because I think I've found that um, one of the similarities, despite the fact that I've always felt very alone with my hair 
um, and the type of hair that I have. And I know other people have similar types as me. No one will have my exact mane. And not everybody will know how to, like, work on my hair. Which can be really frustrating, especially in the entertainment industry. Because all I am terrified of, I'm terrified of the day I get a stylist who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. And tries to ruin my hair. And I'm looking at them like, I've had this hair for all mm-hmm. of my years on this planet. I, I know what to do. Do not put that flat iron near my mm. freshly blow-dried hair. Mm. Where's your pressing comb? Like, I just I know I'm going to have to walk it, walk them through it. And I'm just not looking forward to that awkward conversation where I'm telling you how to do your job because you don't know how to do your job. But that's a whole nother story. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm. But guys. I think I... We are going to take a slight pause um, and pause for a commercial break. We'll be right back. They say April showers bring May flowers. Well, this May, for Mother's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, and all your floral needs, head to Cam Flores, where flowers can be purchased online and in person right down the street from the historic Motown Museum. Bring your own vase or order from scratch. Make sure to let someone you love know how much they mean to you with Cam Florist Arrangements. Located at Brazelton's Florist and camflorist.com. Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed that little commercial break. Um, we are back here talking about our hair, what it means to us. And I think um, before the ad, you really spoke to like what power our hair has. You know, like yeah. it has so much power to, for me, my hair also means shame. And I think it had, it had the wow. power to shame you know um but that's pretty powerful you know like yeah. think about that like the power to like bring you so much joy and pain yeah. like that yeah who that's that's heavy guys that's the heavy. feeling of fresh braids <laughs> the feeling of fresh braids like the pain of it but knowing i'm gonna be so beautiful after this give me two days and i'm back in the game <laughs> you know um, Bro, a new hairstyle i am literally the walking definition of uh new hairstyle who's this? who did like, absolutely who did? i'm exactly the same <laughs> i am exactly the same um yes. but you were talking a lot about like when you're on set one day and you have a stylist and this and that and i've heard so many horror stories about that i've never personally experienced it horror but stories. remember we are performers so our hair is also another thing with like in our um, line of work yeah. and i remember i know like even now with the world of self-taping and auditions and all that stuff, I'm always like, oh, I hope the self-tape catches me with my with braids in my hair. <laughs> you know, I hope the self-tape catches me with a good-ass hairstyle because I'm not trying to like... I can't do my self-tape. Yeah, I cannot do my self-tape Because I haven't today. done no fresh wash. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Our whole lives as black girls is like centered around our next wash day. When are you next putting braids in your hair, etc., etc. I also know like when you go yeah. to auditions... The hair that you go to auditions with is the hair that you need to shoot with, right? Because when you get there, the casting director falls in love with the person you've presented on that day. So I'll often it's so terrible. I'll often get messages about actors saying, "Hi, we want this actor for this commercial. Please just make sure she doesn't change her hair. Just make sure she doesn't change." And then you end up being on a shortlist for a month, not knowing whether you booked or not. And then I've got. Some of my ladies sending me messages saying, hey, Tools, I really want to braid my hair. (laughs) 
like I really, really want to braid my hair. I really want to go to this. I really want to go and braid my hair, but I can't because I'm still on the waiting list. And sometimes, a lot of the times, we don't get told that we've been released from like commercials or TV shows. We still sit yeah. and hope that we'll get it. We only know that we didn't get it when the show is and we're like, oh, she got it. <laughs> I was sitting with her in the audition line. And so you sit on pause because yeah. you are hoping that this is your thing, but that's ruined my hair plans. And if you're anything like me, you will know that I, I plan my hair out in advance. I know like I what my hair... You had better have a hair plan, No, I have a hair plan. <laughs> I know exactly what yeah. my winter hair will be, and that will last me, you know, halfway through winter. The other half of winter, I'll do this. Spring, what are you coming yeah. out with first of spring? You know, first of, May, uh, of September, what's the, what are the vibes? What are the vibes saying on the first of September? <laughs> because it's, it's after winter, yeah, so you need to be fresh. She's not exaggerating. <laughs> she's not exaggerating we'd literally had conversations yeah. about two weeks explaining her hair yep. plan to me and me going i don't even know what i'm having for dinner <laughs> tomorrow but you have a whole hair plan, I, hair plan. Like, I always have a hair plan. she's ready always she's ready always 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 <laughs> always so that's really like what my life is centered around and um yeah I don't know how I'm going to deal with it because one day I will be on a set every day of my life and we'll have a stylist and I hope she is black. I pray to God she is black. I feel like it should be in my contract though. It has to I feel be. like I want to get to that point where I can specifically say I do n- I will not work on your show unless I get to bring my own black stylist yes. on your set. Absolutely. There ain't no way you are touching my head and you don't know how to work on black Okay, y'all. I'm. I have. I have this thing. When you be like black girl in in your in your cast list, and you got somebody with these stringy curls, what is she, what is she gonna yeah. do to my hair? Like I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago, and it, I was so excited because it was it was a whole episode about how um, these ladies had this billion dollar company now inside Beverly Hills for curly hair. Mm-hmm. Something told me because I knew the host. I know she's mixed, and her curls are very mm-hmm. loose. So something told me, go check out their Instagram mm-hmm, page. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, sure enough, sure enough, those curls, when they say curls, they mean mixed yep. girls. They yep. mean, they mean girls the desirable who are white curls. who have curly yes. hair. They mean de- the, girl the desirable who are racially, curls. The ones that everybody wants. The racially wants. ambiguous black girl on Netflix yep. that everybody is like, she don't look like yep. me. That's who, when they say they built a million dollar company, you're right. You absolutely did it because now my curl pattern is finally in because you have a similar curl pattern. Because you are the one who made it so that I can have it. Not because you all liked mine, Mm -hmm. but because they want you. And I thought they meant me. Mm -hmm. So I have a personal (laughs) slight, um disposition when people is like i like girls with their natural hair no you mean a puerto rican girl who has these cute curls in her hair or the the mixed girl in your class who has these beautiful spirals and i'm i'm sure she's amazing that i love as a person i'm sure she's all great. of those types of curls i'm sure she's amazing the minute you see my afro you immediately immediately yours was when you were younger mine was in college yeah i walked into our advising suite and from the back, one of the advisors, this killed my self-confidence. I walked into the advisor suite. I was already having a rough time sophomore year. I was really depressed that year. I was doing way too much that year. And 
walked into the advisor seat, walked to my advisor's office, not really thinking to like check in. I just knew I had an appointment at this time and I was running behind and I absolutely needed to talk to my advisor. It was like early in the morning, I like rushed out of my, out of my dorm, out of my bed, went across the street. Thankfully for me, everything was really close by. So rushed across the street cause I'm already late. And this lady stops me and goes, sir, <gasps> sir. No. And I, at first, of course, you don't think she's talking to of you course. because you don't identify as, as sir. a male <laughs> as sir. And so you're not thinking sir she's talking not to you. you. But as she's calling and she's getting louder, you're like turning like, who is she talking to? And I turn around and you're referencing me. Hectic. She also, I don't think, ever apologized. Oh. I don't think she ever Did she realize? Did she realize that you were I, a girl? I don't know. Like, I still to this day do not. And maybe I just, I blurred that part yes, out. Yes, yes. Like, I was so traumatized by that. But it was something about being on a predominantly white campus. And there are less than 4% of yeah. us. And I've always been very insecure about this, especially in high school. And I've gotten a lot better with it in my security of who I am. But, like, there was always something about the fact if I was one of the few natural girls mm. in my school. Always. No matter where I was. When I became natural, I was a part of not only the minority, but the minority of the minority. Hectic. And everyone else has weave in yeah. their hair. Everyone else has braids in their hair, has this long hair, and they look older, and they look, they're already curvy. We've already had a whole episode about, like, our body image, right? And I'm not curvaceous. I'm really tiny. I don't have the big butt or the big boobs. And then I've got this short board sure. haircut. And don't get me wrong, I have, I loved my combat boots i i actually leaned more into it i think more as like a rebellious type mm. thing of like why do i have to take care of my hair like i said it was a weird self-esteem thing of like there was no point in me putting an effort in my image because no one cared about me anyways mm. it, it was a weird thing i was telling myself like i didn't care when the only thing i did but care mm. um, you know um and so there was this weird weird like self-esteem moment and i think that might have been right before i chopped off my hair because i was just like you know what if i'm gonna have a boy haircut you're at least gonna know i'm a woman mm. and there's strength in that amen and so i guess for me that was like that was the power for me yeah. the power in knowing that it's my hair it's my body and it's my choice and if i want to wear a weave so what yeah if i don't cool and i think the cool thing about being an entertainer is i have so much variety in how i can look. yeah like I can change me looking like a 15-year-old because I, I do look really young all the way to being 30 yeah. in like five seconds just by my hair, yeah. just by messing with your perceptions of what these ages are supposed to look yeah. like on my body. So I think that is the funnest part of our job. But the frustrating part about it is, like you said, like I don't know how many self-tapes I did over the summer this past year where I was like, I can't do the self-tape today because I need to wash my hair. Mm. My hair looks so dirty mm. right now. Mm. It, it just doesn't even look right. Or or I had to emergency beg my aunt to braid my hair uh, so that I could wear a wig. Mm. Just so that I could look older yeah. or look put together or look, fill in the blank, the adjective. And it's crazy the amount of things that we put on words. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, I also think, like, there's a whole new generation of people that now because natural hair is in and is seen as wholesome yeah. and, like, wholesome girls have natural hair, you know, the black queen. So weird. You know, the queenification yeah. <laughs> of black women. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now that women, now women who, who didn't choose to go natural or, 
who still put weaves in their hair or wear wigs. It's like, but you're not black enough because you wear wigs. And I want a queen, my natural queen. And I'm like, uh... But you know what? Yeah, and I want to see we'll, your waves and your afro. But that's a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, but you know what? We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to how men have really, really, really affected how we view ourselves and have been a part of the narrative of our hair. But uh, let's come back after. somewhere. Let's come back after this little break and uh, wrap up the episode. They say April showers bring May flowers. Well, this May, for Mother's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, and all your floral needs, head to Cam Flores, where flowers can be purchased online and in person right down the street from the historic Motown Museum. Bring your own vase or order from scratch. Make sure to let someone you love know how much they mean to you with Cam Florist Arrangements. Located at Brazelton's Florist and camflorist.com. Hey guys, we are back to wrap up the final part of the episode. Um, and uh, where we left off was, you know, men men have opinions about everything. Men just feel like they, they want to... shut up. Yeah, they got to they gotta, they gotta <laughs> shut up. They got to <laughs> shut up. That's what they need to do. Just going into our last question. Like, have you ever felt like your hair has ever been like the make or break or make or breaking you as a person, right? Like, I think so. I definitely have been there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you kind of talked about it even in like your hair story, like that beginning of like, you know, processing your hair that broke you at first. Like you didn't have like healthy hair and that definitely played into your self-image, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, (laughs) I think all black girls can relate to this, but I think our very first like interaction with how boys will validate your beauty and how hair plays a role in it is like, I don't know if y'all had this, but like when you were really, really young, like I was in, um, like grade zero or something. And, um, I had this. That is not a thing. What grade is that? Grade naught. It's like before you start grade one. Kindergarten, okay. Yeah, kindergarten. So we call it grade naught. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Grade zero? <laughs> yeah, well, Sorry, we continue. call it grade naught because I don't think you guys say naught. Uh, I, I said zero because you guys don't say naught. Naught is another nah, word for zero. Nah. Um, so we yeah, have dude. triple zero, double zero, grade zero. I'm sorry. One. What is a triple two. zero? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're, you're four, I guess, and then you go to double zero when you're five, and then you preschool. go to... okay. Yes, preschool. Yes, it's preschool. Yes, preschool, kindergarten. People who don't know the terminology for us, preschool, kindergarten, first grade. Yes. And before preschool, you might have like two or three years in it. Yes. Because your parents are like, we need a babysitter. Yes, (laughs) yes. We don't need you around the house every day. So No, no, you got to go. Daycare is kind of costly, so preschool. (laughs) Exactly. So um, I had this white boy who was interested in me in like grade north. And he I would, hate that. Yes, and then, this is already starting off bad. I know, I know. And he was my boyfriend, but only when I had braids. <laughs> only when I had oh my god, was he my boyfriend. And when I took the hair out, he just didn't know me. His name was Bradley. I'll never forget Bradley. Oh I will god. not forget. I forgot his surname, but his <laughs> name was Bradley. And he only liked me when I had hair. Um, and that was crazy. <laughs> So I think we know, like, the narrative. I love and hate that. Right? <laughs> we know the narrative of making or breaking because of hair and also related to men, you know. Um, yeah. 
for a lot of us, our hair is our attractiveness. It's our beauty. Like I said in the beginning of the yeah. episode. So she has such beautiful hair. Yeah. It like frames her face. It's so angelic. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And those of you who wake up with beautiful natural hair and not that it's easy to work with, but it's nice and thick and just lashes all the time. I'm going to chop it off in your sleep. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I just wanted to say. That's what I'm going to do. When I come to Africa, I'm going to chop it off in your sleep. <laughs> and somehow That's okay. implant That's really it fun. on my head. Because all I want is <laughs> thick, beautiful hair that's easy to work with. So that will never happen. It's just a fantasy. Oh, then you don't want to chop off mine. Mine has its own personality. Like, sis be like, I don't feel like doing it. Like, We're not you doing said it today. manipulate. I'm not feeling I'm that. not feeling you manipulation curl? today. <laughs> That's not, that's not me today. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's not who I'm destined to be. I'm like, girl, you better, you better form, form the way I want. You better do what I tell you to do. Mm -mm. (laughs) I just, I just don't want to go down. You need more steam, more steam. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm dry. That sounds like a personal (laughs) problem. Like she has major attitude issues. Like I just, I can't either with her. I know. Uh, I know. My hair is mad dry. And and that's because I dyed my hair this year. I dyed it like jet black, okay. and then I went and oh, relaxed yeah, yeah. it months later. So I'm dealing with dryness right now because of my poor choices. Mm, yeah. Um, because I don't deep condition like I should be. Um, but you know what? We're gonna do. I better. envy the people who have a religious schedule. Yes. Like I envy the people who have that religious schedule. Where they're like on Sundays, I like deep condition. Yeah. Oh, it's my two weeks. I need to do my avocado and my uh, my my what is it? The rice water. Yeah. Do my rice water to rinse out my hair. Y'all, look. I tried. <laughs> I tried to be the DIY natural. Did you know? How much time? Y'all don't have the nail time. issues, do you? You have no boyfriend problems. The time. You have no boyfriend problems. Your families are great. Your work life is amazing. You're perfect. You wake up at 5 a.m. and you go to the gym. You are on a keto diet. You must or meal you're prep. vegan or something. <laughs> Honestly. You're vegan. You meal prep? Yes. All you do is work out? Yes. You You jog for fun. Yes. You have dogs. You don't have children. You have your what own is apartment. A man? You don't need and one. And it's a loft apartment and it overlooks the city. You live a perfect life. <laughs> you have plants everywhere. You must have plants everywhere. Like you meditate, you yoga. You oh yoga. my gosh. You yoga. You yoga. You got to because there's no way I am ever gonna be y'all. Yeah. Like I envy you guys. Absolutely. Like yes, I'm with Tuli. Not only will I chop y'all hair up, I love but hate you. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I, I love honest. and hate you. Yep, I love you so much, but I hate you so so much because I'm very so jealous. Much. Very jealous. I look like that was part of my problem as a natural when I first started was me going on YouTube and me being like, why doesn't my hairstyle come Mm -hmm. out the way you showed me in the video? Because we have a different hair type, sis. You lied to me. You said you were 4C. (laughs) This is not 4C. This is not 4C. You lie. This is not 4C. You lie. Uh, this is 3A, okay? You lied. <laughs> Listen, we could go on and on and on about hair, but this is where we're going to park it for this week. Listen, hair is a whole other thing. Ultimately, I am not my hair. I am not the skin. I am not your expectations. No. Period. Period. Speak the words. Speak the words. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Stop, stop to the hard tick tock, you don't stop, 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 stop.